Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, August 3, 2021. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, we had a little bit of a wild rodeo day in terms of up, down, and all around. But look where the market finished. It finished on the highs near the all-time high after eating time off the clock around the highs. What did it do today? It ran a test, came up just short of but ran a test of the 20-period moving average on the daily chart, bounced off that area, and went higher. That's the big-picture perspective. Now, where do we take it from here? Assuming that was a reversal from this morning's activity, and it was, if we get follow-through, they're going to likely gap above the old high if they're going to do it. They can obviously trade through it if they want to, but it's easier to gap above it And now all of a sudden you go over to the left side of the page and you say, well, there's that 448.90 to 450.24. Is that actually going to be on the table, on the docket? And the answer is, if they're going to make new highs, it's absolutely on the table. That's why we left it on the chart. The trend is your friend until it changes. From a daily chart perspective, there's nothing else really jumping off the page at present. What happens when we drill down to a 240 chart? Do we see anything material? Is there anything we can learn on this chart? And the answer is yes, there is. By the way, what are these two lines? Well, we know the 435.50, but the 436.65 is a number you'll see inside the numbers today. We had a breakup candle low. That low was right around 436. We discussed this last night. The low of day today happened to be 436.10. So what did they do? They ran a test of the breakup candle low, turned around, and went back in the other direction. It's easy to say that now after the fact. However, we're looking at it after the fact. That's what happened. About the 120-minute chart. Over here, you could see a couple of different things. It all depends on how you want to look at each individual chart. But here... We had a move down, and then they rallied back to fill the gap right here, and that's a bearish wedgish pattern, and then they went back down, and it played out as it should, or as it normally does under normal garden variety market conditions using the 80-20 rule. 20% of the time, something different's going to happen. 80% of the time, that's what's going to happen. They came up short of the gap. The gap was my zone today that I would have liked to buy the market. They never got to the gap. They got close, but they never got there. It was a tweener. They got in between 436.65 and 435.50. It's a tweener. About the hourly chart. Remember last night we discussed a head and shoulders pattern on the hourly chart. Now we drew it from here and the market started going down and then it reversed. The question is, did it actually complete the head and shoulders pattern? And the answer is It wasn't even close. But we discussed this last night, and I don't know whether or not they were talking about this on the media. I'm sure they weren't. But I don't particularly love these patterns because too many of them fail. We see these a lot where it starts to play out, and then all of a sudden the market reverses, and that's the end of it. So they never got to the target. What would have been the target, and how do you figure out the target? Well, the target would have been somewhere down in this zone here, And the way you figure it out is pretty simple. What you do is you take the neckline and you measure up to the top. That's the top of the head. 
And then you take that same distance, let's say here it's about $4.25, give or take, and it is. You take the same $4.25 and you subtract it from the same spot in the neckline, and that's your spot. So essentially, it would come, depending on where this measures out to, somewhere in the vicinity of 433, give or take. Doesn't matter, it's off the table, the neckline, they got below it, and then they got back above it. So once they closed below it, they closed below it on this hourly chart twice, that essentially activates the head and shoulders. Once it's activated, if they close back above it, now it's deactivated. Here's another item that we should pay attention to specifically on this chart. Here's a breakdown candle, and the high is 440.33. So what happens is, once they get above the high, and because this is an hourly chart, as long as they close an hourly candle above the high, what that does is it takes the breakdown candle off the table. Now, it was kind of off the table anyway when you think about it. They went all the way down, so they actually played out the breakdown candle. Then they rallied back up, and in this scenario, are they really running a test of the breakdown candle high, or are they just rallying back up after putting in a low and reversing the tape? And it was obviously the latter of the two. But here's what I mean by this. So here you have the beginning of a bearish flag pattern, for example. Well, let's just say this continued like this, or it turned into a wedge pattern, and they started edging up to run a test of the high of the breakdown candle, and then they came down. So that would have played out just the same. However, since they just melted down without running a test of the breakdown candle, then it's not the same, so therefore, I'm not looking at this saying, hey, the market's going to get rejected at this number. All they're doing is running a test of a breakdown candle high. You have to take into an account all the other things that took place. That candle was there. The market started to make a bearish flaggish pattern, for example. It went down, and now it reversed, and we're in the day, we're in the session that it reversed, are they really just running a test of the breakdown candle high, or is the reversal from this morning and the bigger trend the dominant thing that's on the board? And basically, that's what was inside my head at the time. Dangerous place to be. Let's check out inside the numbers. Turn around Tuesday, wake up green, headed back to run some tests of the big fat round numbers. That's what they were doing in the pre-market. They turned around early in the day and then turned around again, hence, Turnaround Tuesday. The early thoughts at zero dark 30, we have a couple of numbers up on the board 440.35, 437.59. Does this 440.35 sound familiar? And yes, it's the same breakdown candle high within two pennies, giving it a little cushion there. And what we're saying here is if they push above and they start getting above that, that's the gateway to new highs. They did that in the afternoon but it looked like they were gonna do that in the early morning hours, that's why it was on the board. The number doesn't change. It was important. Now, I put a picture up on the board early in the morning before the opening bell, and the reason is, I wanted traders to understand that when we see different charts that are doing different things, you have to be aware of what's going on. One could be a fake out, one could be non-dominant versus dominant, but look at the discrepancy in these two charts. This is a 120-minute ES chart. This is the continuous contract chart on the left-hand side. That means it contains all the data around the clock. 
That was making a bearish wedgish kind of pattern. This is early in the morning. And the daily chart is consolidating. It's eating time off the clock near the highs, building energy for another push higher. So what's going to happen? Well, actually, both happened. Here's that 120-minute continuous contract, and here is that area in the morning. First of all, let's just pick out where it is. So this is 8 a.m. this morning. So what you can see happened is they did this move lower. Where's my pen? They did the move lower, and then they made one of these wedge deals, and then they collapsed. And they collapsed down and reversed, and now put the market right back in that area where they're building energy for another move higher off the daily chart. So you see, this wedge pattern doesn't mean that the market has to go down for three weeks in a row. It means that you have to look at market symmetry and take that into an account for where the pattern will conclude. Where do you learn market symmetry? In the course, Lazy E-Mini Trader. What's that? That's the foundation of how the markets work. I run a three-pillar approach here. First, you learn the foundation of how the markets work. Then you show up here and you watch these videos at night. This is the continuing education. And then you go over to Inside the Numbers for your PhD. We know what the daily chart looks like on the SPY. This is the ES chart, same deal. They were eating time off the clock above the moving averages. Here's today's candle and they're starting to push higher. So I thought that was interesting to put on the board bright and early. We're moving along. Let's see what else we have. How about this at 9.15? Just for fun, CLX, which was one of the stocks on the move, which we will circle back to later, but this is important. CLX just made a pre-market low of 160.11 against our number of 160.10. Sometimes you just can't make this up. doesn't change anything. Many times, that's the market's way of saying that's the number. We'll circle back to these later. I just want to show it to you while it's fresh in your mind. 160.10 was the number. After the opening bell, they actually did go a little bit lower, making a low of 159.32, and they reversed up, and the actual high of day was 166.39 after entry of 160.10. Apples, how do you like them apples? We're moving along. Let's get to the open. Another one. Again, we'll circle back to these. You have a gap left open from yesterday, 437.85 in the SPY. There's your base hit on Clorox. We knew that before the opening bell. 436.65 is a spot that would be magnetic and a target if they close candles below 437.21. 436.65. This post is at 9.41 a.m. Here's your five-minute chart, right of the verticals, today's activity. Second candle of the day ends at 9.40. Here's 9.41 to 9.45. They come in to 9.36.65, get below it a little bit in between. Remember the tweener, 4.35.50, and then what? Reverse back in the other direction. I wanted the 4.35.50. Then once they reverse and they start going back up, 4.38.20 is resistance. So if you're riding the market up, for example, you need to know where resistance is to do what? To take profit off the table. So there's your 438.20. Now check this out. So they rally up and they come up just short. They make a high of 438.14, six pennies short. They pull back and then they start up again. Is 438.20 going to be resistance or are they just going to bust right on through? Well, they're just going to bust right on through. That's what happens when they come up short 
pull back or recock the weapon, and then they go back again, doesn't matter whether you're looking at a five-minute chart or a daily chart or some other chart, all charts act and react the same way. Where have you heard that before? We're moving along. And from here, what I urge you to do is pause the video. Read the notes in detail. Go back to the charts and double-check the work. See if this information can add value to you if you're active and trading in the market during the trading day. As you can see here, another one stocks on the move. You have something for everybody in here. You never know which day the SPY is just going to give you a whopper of a trade or two or three. You never know how many stocks on the move are going to give you a trade, a rocket ride, whatever it is. Maybe you get all of the above, maybe you get some of the above, but there's something here for everybody. 440.35 is now the target. There's your 440.35 and they did it again. So if the writing is on the wall the first time, is it the same wall the second time? For example, what did they do? They ran up toward 440.35, came up just pennies short, eight time off the clock under it. What's that telling you? It's telling you that they want to push higher. So what happened? They had a little fake-out operation in the afternoon to make it look like they weren't going to do it. And then what'd they do? They reversed it right back up in the other direction. What did they really do here? What's the low? 440.15. They just ran another test of the big fat round number. These are pennies. These are short-duration charts. This isn't the big picture. I'm just helping you understand that even if we see something on a five-minute chart, you have to realize that the same type of things, the same type of information and the way we look at the charts is applied to all the different time frames. And we're moving along. Again, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the charts to double-check the work. Stocks on a move. Earnings season, healthy list. Out of the list of eight, six hit their entry targets. So we're going to take a look at the charts. Fidelity National, FIS, it was a late addition, didn't work, it was a dud. Not every trade is going to work out. This one was one of those slightly ugly ducks. About Activision, 78.15 on the board bright and early. And here you'll notice they kind of came up short and bounced away, but you'll also notice in the notes it said ATVI is an active trade. Here it is, 10.56. And ATVI is an active trade. More than the minimum required base hit. NTES, we've had a couple of good trades on this one lately. 95.12, 92.95, both numbers on the board, bright and early. Now that I look at my list, it was 95.14. I don't know why my line is here at 12. Either way, it doesn't matter. They did the deal. Came into the number, bounced away, did the minimum required base hit. Then they went to the second number, but you can see what happened. They eight time off the clock above it, then came into it. So I don't know if anybody took this trade. I didn't take this trade. That's not the manner in which I prefer them come into the number. Then why did you take the trade in ATVI after just telling us that we don't like it when they come close and bounce away? Not all numbers are created equal. That was a different kind of number. Don't worry about it. That's why I put ATVI as an active trade on the board. I knew traders would shy away from it unless I did that. This was a pretty good buzz cut at the open. So you have to wonder sometimes, here's a stock that closed yesterday at 105.04. How do you know that 95 is going to stop dead in the tracks 
and at least provide a minimum required base hit. Well, you got to know your numbers. Like Clorox, about 160.10. You got to know your numbers. Again, same routine, closed all the way up around, what was it yesterday? 181.39, down 20 bucks, and you pick off the low by pennies. How you doing? About take two. So it opened below the first number, so what do we do with that? We just wipe it off the board, it doesn't exist. The second number becomes activated, 157.76. You could see what happened there. That was, in fact, the number. About Bausch Health Companies, BHC. So here's a number, 27.26. They hit the number, they bounce up to a high of 27.88. Doesn't sound like a lot when you first look at it. And then you realize, hey, wait a minute, that's about 2% in a matter of minutes. I'll take it. Know thy numbers. And what do we always say? Well, after they did the thing or did the deal at the number, they basically ate time off the clock or hung around for a cup of coffee. So what's that really telling us? That's telling us there's another number that they're headed after. We don't care. They already gave us the trade. What's going on over in Camp IWM? They ran another test of the 217.67. Does anybody think that number is important? And the answer is, yes, it is. Now, yes, they went down, they went back up today, they finished well on the day near the highs, but they're still not in the same position or remotely in the same position as the SPY. So all in all, even though the IWM finished up on the day about 50 cents, there's really no change to the construct of the chart. Can they still get up to 225.50? Well, if we have a bullish market for the next couple to three days to finish out the week, yeah, what do you think's gonna happen? I don't know that that will happen, but certainly after making a low today and the SPY near the highs, that certainly is on the table. How about the RSP, that equal weight index of the S&P? Thought we might have been onto something with the tail candle yesterday after making a high. Could have been a fake-out operation. So they're not at that high right now. So it's still an active, could-be-the-high type of scenario. But this is another reversal, just like the SPY. Finished at the highs. And the new highs, or old highs, if you will, from yesterday, are a stone's throw away. So that concept of the tail and the reversal finishing at the lows, that may be just simply off the table. And... Pretty good day for the folks down at the transportation department, up about one and a half percent, couple of hundred points. Still haven't got back above the 20 period moving average. So there's really nothing new here either. It was just a rebound, reflex, dead cat bounce kind of day. Now, if they get above 14,760 and start closing candles up there hourly and then daily, she's going to run. First, She's going to run into the convergence of these moving averages, and we'll see if she can get over if they even get there in the first place. But that's really where it's at. What about the Silicon Valley people? Q people. Bounced off the 20-period moving average, finish at the highs. The trend is your friend. Nothing to see here. Move it along. Nothing really will get going in the southern direction until they at least give up or close below the 20-period moving average. They did it here one time and got back above it right away. So that's the first order of business from a daily chart perspective. As long as they're above the 20 period moving averages and all the other moving averages, then there's nothing wrong with the chart. That's it. XLF, same target, 37.41 and then 38. Just like everything else today, 
they had what we call, in technical terms, a dipsy doodle. What followed the dipsy doodle today across the markets? A rescue operation. What about Smash Mouth? What can you say other than there are stones throw away from the all-time high which happened to be made yesterday? That's it. The trend is your friend until she dumps you. Ran down this morning, filled the gap, reversed right back, finished on the highs. How you doing? If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're going to pull the ripcord here today. My name is David Frost. My strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.